Good morning for Thursday, October 14, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Banks gave loan servicing short shrift. U.S. aids Taliban to attend talks on making peace. And medical care kept minors remarkably fit. In this morning's national headlines, Reed can't shake his challenger from the Tea Party. Witnesses at hearing recount horror at Fort Hood. And unexpected turns for lawsuit over don't ask rule. Here's what's making news on the business pages. The EPA allows a bit more ethanol in the gas tank. Financier and banker to face off on sale of EMI. And India becomes a destination of choice for the world's investors. There will be more business stories along with more national and international news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Nicholas Kristof. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, Banks Gave Loan Servicing Short Shrift. At J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, they were derided as Burger King kids, Walk-in hires who were so inexperienced, they barely knew what a mortgage was. At Citigroup and GMAC, dotting the I's and crossing the T's on home foreclosures was outsourced to frazzled workers who sometimes tossed the paperwork into the garbage. And at Litton Loan Servicing, an arm of Goldman Sachs, employees processed foreclosure documents so quickly that they barely had time to see what they were signing. As the furor grows over lenders' efforts to sidestep legal rules in their zeal to reclaim homes from delinquent borrowers, these and other banks insist that they've been overwhelmed by the housing collapse. But interviews with bank employees, executives, and federal regulators suggest that this mess was years in the making and came as little surprise to industry insiders and government officials. The issue gained new urgency on Wednesday, when all 50 state attorneys general announced that they would investigate foreclosure practices. The root of today's problems goes back to the boom years, when home prices were soaring and banks pursued profits while paying less attention to the business of mortgage servicing or collecting and processing monthly payments from homeowners. Banks spent billions of dollars in the good times to build vast mortgage machines that made new loans, bundled them into securities, and sold those investments worldwide. Lowly servicing became an afterthought. Even after the housing bubble began to burst, many of these operations languished with inadequate staffing and outmoded technology despite warnings from regulators. When borrowers began to default in droves, banks found themselves in a never-ending game of catch-up, unable to devote enough manpower to modify or ease the terms of loans to millions of customers on the verge of losing their homes. Now, banks are ill-equipped to deal with the foreclosure process. We waited and waited and waited for wide-scale loan modifications, said Sheila Baer, the chairman of the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, one of the first government officials to call on the industry to take action. They never owned up to all the problems leading to the mortgage crisis. They've always downplayed it. In recent weeks, revelations that mortgage servicers failed to accurately document the seizure and sale of tens of thousands of homes has caused a public uproar and prompted lenders like Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Ally Bank, which is owned by GMAC, to halt foreclosures in many states. 
The systems were not ever that great to begin with, but you didn't have that much strain on them, said Jim Miller, who previously oversaw the mortgage servicing units for troubled borrowers at Citigroup, Chase, and Capital One. I don't think anybody anticipated this thing getting as bad as it did.